For all of Gabriel's show dates and ticket links go to gabrielrutledge.com. Or don't. If you would like to support this podcast by subscribing for $5 a month, click the Substack link in the episode notes. You won't get any extra episodes, but Gabriel will think warm thoughts about you. And now it's time for the drive home with Gabriel Rutledge. Play the royalty-free hip-hop music. Now here's your host, Gabriel. Hey, bitches. First of all, uh, let me apologize to my hundreds of listeners. I don't think we have a name. Rutledge? Heads? Gabirians? People who listen to the Drive Home with Gabriel Rutledge? That's a good name. I didn't do an episode last week. sleepy, too sleepy on my drive home from the airport, and then uh, I was going to do it early in the week, but then some kids were home from school, and it didn't happen. I put up a post on social media that uh, I run my uh, podcast through Substack, Uh, and uh, they're like, hey, here's uh, here's some promotional posts you could put up for your latest post, which wasn't a post. I just sent people an email that said I didn't do a podcast. But one of the uh, images they sent me was like, it's like me drinking. And so the the text over me drinking uh, a a beer was like, it was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be like, hey, no new episode this week. Please take this time to reflect with your family and listen to old episodes. But the way it was, uh, the way the text was superimposed over the picture of me drinking, it really looked like, hey, take time to reflect with your family, because some shit's gone bad in my life, and I'm day drinking right now. Which was not the case. In fact, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since Monday, and it's Saturday right now. Okay, so I understand the sober lifestyle. I've been annoying my wife all week with talk of like, oh man, I remember when I used to just rely on alcohol as a crutch. You know? Oh, I'll have a couple drinks before bed. Not now. Clear-headed. You gotta take a break from uh, alcohol. Some of you need to take a break uh, permanently from alcohol. I happen to be really good at drinking. No, I've always been pretty good at like moderation. But still, the reason I'm taking a break is because I want to see what it'll do to my sleep. I want to see if my sleep will improve if I, uh, specifically on the road sleep, not at home sleep. Uh, so we'll see. Also, yeah, alcohol's a crutch. You know what else is a crutch? A fucking crutch. When your leg hurts, the crutch helps get you through life. I'm a little sensitive about this, even though I've been sober for uh, four days, by the grace of God. Uh, (laughs) 
Also, I'm in Vegas starting Monday, so my streak might end soon, but... I, uh, I had a TikTok video go viral-ish, which is, it's been a while. I've been trying to put up videos, like, every day. 30 to 60 second videos every day. Well, not every day, but, you know, five days a week on everything. On YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on TikTok. Just going through both of my full-length specials available on youtube.com slash Gabriel Rutledge. And just putting it up 30 to 60 seconds at a time. So, I had a TikTok. I think it's at 800,000 views. Uh, I now officially have the most TikTok followers I've ever had. Uh, just shy of 150,000. Has it changed my life at all? No, but that number makes me feel better. So that's something. I've also gained a pound since I stopped drinking. Is that how it's supposed to work? I get it, universe. I'll drink again. I get your message loud and clear. The clip I put up uh, on everything, but the one that got uh, that got 800,000 views on TikTok. I put it up before a different version, but some people don't drink because they used to have a problem, and that is the only reason I will accept. <laughs> yeah, you ever talk to people that don't drink? You ask them why, and then they're just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't care for the taste of alcohol. Huh? I, I didn't know that mattered. <laughs> you don't like the taste, you say. Do, do you smoke a lot of pot? Is that what this is about? They're like, oh no, I don't like that either. What do you do? Wait, do you just go home every night and feel your feelings? That's a nightmare. Why would you do that? Acquire the taste. Life's hard. Choke it down. And look, the 800,000 views is great, but, uh... Man, are people arguing in the comments. And I've said it before. If you have anything go like... The, the price of anything online doing well is like a lot of, uh... People yelling at you or each other. So I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's still, it's just like... People's comments, and I don't even, I'm not even looking through all the comments. It's just when you go to TikTok, I go to see how my views are doing. Hey, algorithm, how should my self-esteem feel today? Oh, good. It'll show you, like, the last few comments. And some people are responding like, I was doing a poll. Like... I don't drink because it makes me feel like shit. What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. It's a fucking joke. I even put that as my pinned comment. It's just jokes. Some people are like, I've seen alcohol destroy my family. Sorry if I don't want to drink. Hey! Don't drink! I don't want anyone to drink. It's a fucking joke. 
I'm not a doctor, a counselor, <laughs> in anything. And then a lot of people are like, I smoke weed though. I'm like, that was in the joke. I mentioned weed in the joke. This is why I can't be a weed guy. You guys can't fucking pay attention to a 57 second joke. Nah, I'm good on alcohol. I blaze up all the time though. Yeah. I'm not judging you either or saying that's good, but like, I know Dave Chappelle likes to go around like he's some sort of prophet. Sent down from the mountain to talk about trans people. I'm just, I'm just writing jokes, okay? People laughed <laughs> in the room when I do that, when I used to do that joke because it was relatable enough. If you've struggled with drugs and alcohol and you are not doing it anymore, good for you. I get it. I've been sober for part of a week. I understand. But good Lord. I mean, I know in the joke I say I only accept you not drinking if you used to have a problem. But when people are like, people are asking me the question in the comments like, what if I have, uh, what if I have seizures if I drink? Is that okay? No, it's not okay. I think you should pound whiskey and have seizures anyway. Otherwise, I think you're a pussy. What are we talking about? What a ridiculous app. If you're listening, Chinese overlords, thank you so much for the views. I apologize for saying anything bad about it. It's sad. It's sad everyone in here is talking about how they drink to numb their feelings. I go home and think about my feelings like an adult. Oh, good for you. Maybe <laughs> I don't want to be an adult every night. I don't like how this comedian speaks in generalities when uh, specifically this doesn't apply to my life. Yeah, I know. That's how jokes work. I don't trust people who don't drink if they didn't used to have a problem or they've recognized the family history of alcoholism or they have seizures that make them not drink or they didn't like how they felt hungover in the morning or they got a DUI or you realized alcohol is poison or you smoke cannabis every fucking day all day even though I mentioned that in the joke but you were too stoned to notice. That's what jokes are like online. It's like a, it's like a board read, a, a board reading, a board meeting, where you put your joke up on the board and then you say to the table, "All right, here's the idea. We're just spitballing. What do you guys think? What do you guys, uh, you guys want to run anything up the flagpole? See if anyone salutes. How do you think this would do? What do you, what's wrong with this joke? How can we improve it?" This 57 seconds of pure laughter that has brought joy to the world. What's wrong with it? That being said, uh, I used to sell a shirt that said Team Alcohol because I had a joke about 
team alcohol versus team weed. I did have some guilt selling that shirt. I got over it when I deposited that money and used it to buy goods and services. But, you know, alcohol definitely uh, has ruined lives, right? So I did, I did feel like, you know, some drunk guy would come up after the show, I need that shirt, and I'm like, you might actually have a problem, sir. And I perhaps am feeding into it a little bit. He's at an intervention somewhere. Everyone's like, when you didn't show up for my birthday party, and he's like, fuck you, I'm on team alcohol, look at my shirt. Okay, that doesn't feel good if I'm a part of that. But thank you for the $20. I might have used it to buy my own alcohol. Not anymore. It's sad. Last night I was at at an Elks Club in Hood River, Oregon. No, that's not the sad part. I think I've been here. I've been here before. I think. I mean, not the Elks Lodge. Things are looking up. But I have been to Hood River. This is fun. This is. I'm officially the age where I go to an Elks Lodge. I'm like, I think I might sign up. Like a pretty fun deal. <laughs> you guys got middle of ultra? <laughs> We're not all cut out for wineries, Hood River. What's sad is I saw people drinking. You know, you don't need to drink to enjoy my comedy, alright? Some people don't need to drink. I don't, no one needs to drink. What am I talking about? But I mean, like my wife, for example, I think people drink and smoke pot so they can feel like she does every day. Maybe not the joy level, not that my wife walks around uh, joyful all the time, but just silly and also a perspective that you don't see coming. She doesn't, she doesn't need to smoke a joint to take the edge off of a hard day. Her brain's already chemically giving her a joint every day. Also, she's, she's not a good pot smoker. She's not. The journey between I don't feel anything and are my hands always this big? There's not a lot of room in that journey. Anyway, I'm doing sober first week in November. I'd like to switch to pot. It's just, it's less social and it's less... Let's say I'm at home and, uh, you know, the kids go to bed. Maybe I want a little uh, relaxing sauce. I have a, uh, whatever, I have a diet ginger ale and a Costco whiskey. Maybe I have two. Go to bed. I don't know what the marijuana equivalent of that is. Is it like one puff on a joint? You're right, I need to practice. 
I know how to I know how to get high until I'm in a coma and I fall asleep, but that's not what I'm talking about. That's the beauty of alcohol. You don't know where your journey's gonna take you. It might be this one. I might have a drink. Probably not. I might have a drink. From one to too many is the scale uh, when you're drinking alcohol. Marijuana, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to, I don't know how to, like, uh... And also, like, you know, if I have a drink or two and something happened and I needed to drive my child to the hospital, I could do it. If I had just smoked a joint, might be some trouble. Honey, daddy, daddy just ordered an Uber. It's going to be here in 15 minutes and we're going to go to uh, urgent care. Also, are my hands always this big? Anyway, I don't need anything. You know what I mean? I just, uh, just sit in my thoughts now. It's been that way since Monday. Mostly I think about how much fun Monday was, but... Shout out to all my sober listeners. Let me let me have a little sip of my coffee. Mmm. I actually like my women like I like my Starbucks coffee. Bitter. I don't know what you do to your coffee, Starbucks. Uh, but for those of us who just drink drip coffee. Why? What do you do to the beans? What? Why are your beans more bitter than a 48-year-old road comic? What the fuck do you do, Starbucks? It's awful. Sure, if I want a 4,800-calorie pink milkshake with caffeine in it, you're my go-to, Starbies. That's what my freshman in, in high school calls it, Starbies. Because I make basic bitches. That's what I do. But just regular coffee. Good God, is it terrible. But I couldn't find it anywhere else to go. Plus, you have those egg bite things that aren't delicious, but they'll do in the morning. I haven't showered today. Um, which, you know, a lot of people, you might be like, so what? In fact, you know, I go on the road with dudes all the time. And some ladies. And uh, sometimes it'll be like, you know, oh, show's in an hour and a half. I better take my shower. That's not that's not how I roll, you guys. I take a shower in the morning. All right? Just another opportunity to be alone with my thoughts. Let me get in that shower. But today, uh, I woke up in my very nice hotel in Hood River, Oregon, and I realized... Uh, I got no shampoo, I got no conditioner. The ho- I mean, usually I travel with shampoo and conditioner. You know, look, I I have long hair. It's a different world. Sometimes, you, you know, you just use a Ramada shampoo and conditioner. I can't even comb through it afterwards. It's, it's you know, I use Pantene or there's some Australian kind. Nothing that expensive. But I still, I can't just... 
You can't just... Look, when God gives you a gift, you got to take care of it. You can't put suave six in one in your hair and call it a day. I see you, uh, fellow long-haired men. Some of you look like you've been living in the mountains and you came down uh, with sticks and pine cones in your hair. And you go, hey, long-haired brother, me too. No, not me too, okay? But this hotel, I didn't, I did not pack my, uh, I didn't pack any shampoo and conditioner. This hotel didn't have any. And you're like, well, why didn't you call the front desk? Well, because the whole hotel was on an app. Like, there's no key. You have, you give your phone number, and then you show up, and they're like, download this app, and then wave your phone in front of the door, and it will unlock. So I was like, ah, forget it. I don't want to download the front desk app, too. Also, what happens when, like, apps don't always work. They said in the text, hey, there's no one, we don't have anyone at the front desk for all these hours. So after I got back, what do I do if, if my uh, if my app doesn't work? What if I wave it in front of my door and it doesn't unlock? What, what do I do? Call tech support? These goddamn kids and their apps. What do I do? Pull up another hotel on Tinder? Swipe right on a Holiday Inn Express? I remember, I can't remember the amount of years ago, but one time uh, I was with my brother and we were talking about ordering pizza and he's like, you know, you could do it online. You could like go to a website and get pizza delivered. And I was like, why would I, why would I do that? I was like, what a dumb use of technology. It's the easiest thing in the world to call up a pizza place and have them bring it to your house. Why Why does the internet need to be involved in pizza delivery? And boy, there's a reason my brother uh, is a lot more successful than I am. There's a reason my brother wasn't at the Elks Club in Hood River last night. Because the thought of calling a pizza place and talking to a human at this point in my life is like, ooh, I don't want to do that. Just leave it at the door and don't make eye contact. Same way I order my hookers. Hmm? So maybe all the hotels will end up doing this. Maybe they'll all be an app, but like, you know, not really a huge fan. Oh, by the way, and uh, another thing that happened in the comments uh, on TikTok from that video is... Uh, I got several people made a comment about how uneven my beard was. This is what this is what social media does to me. I got comments like, I think this dude was drunk when he trimmed his beard. Hundreds of likes. I'm like, wait, what? So I look and I go, okay, yeah. Look, my face doesn't grow in even. Alright? It, it's it's uh one side goes higher up the cheek than the other side. I think my beard goes higher up the cheek than most people's in general. 
And in this particular video, I try to like trim the other one down, but in this particular video, I'm like, okay, it is, it is a little. That's what TikTok does to me. I go, oh, 800,000 views. And then I'm in front of the mirror like, God damn it. Is my face weird? My face is weird. I'm looking at it in the rear view mirror right now. I just, yeah, I could, it could take some sculpting to make it exactly even, but I don't, isn't the point of a beard kind of so you don't have to shave every day? Anyway. I haven't showered, you know, not myself. I'll still take a, I'll still take a all app hotel over uh, an Airbnb, by the way. I, I was in uh, Montana last week. Where was I? I was in uh, Bozeman. What a, what a fun night. This show feels illegal. This is like some sort of weird warehouse that the cops are trying to find right now. Like, no, yeah, rad bikes, yeah. You need a password. Uh, I've been to Bozeman before, you guys. I've uh, one time I was at the Ellen Theater here. Uh, one time I was at uh, the Comedy Club here. <laughs> And uh, this time I'm in a bike shop. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's not that I'm concerned about this show. I'm worried about next time. You know what I mean? I don't... It's just like some plumbing supply warehouse. <laughs> no, we do shows over there. Stand next to the toilets. Missoula. Uh, this show's got a lot more BFW than I thought it would. <laughs> you can tell because you don't take your coats off. <laughs> You're indoors, fellas. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might have to go give someone a jump or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna at least wear a vest and my John Deere hat. I see that. Billings and Helena. I just started wearing glasses, you guys. I hate it. It's beautiful. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's sexy. That's more than I needed. <laughs> Sir, keep an eye on her. <laughs> He's like, I got glasses? What the fuck? <laughs> I can't see too good, but this is bullshit. And a couple nights we stayed in Airbnbs, uh, which I actually, it's kind of fun. Like I was with two or three other guys, right? And so it's like, it's a fun hang. You get to hang out in the uh, uh, Airbnb with the other uh bros. It was all bros on this trip. But these Airbnb hosts are ridiculous. There's this big list of rules like, hey, please take off your shoes uh, in the house. Hey, we just gave you $200. How about you go spend the money and I fucking wear shoes in your house if I want? <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, please be really quiet after 10 p.m. Hey, don't rent your house out. If you don't want people to make noise in it after 10 p.m. I get, hey, don't host a party the cops are going to come to. Ridiculous. Hey, please don't use the washer and dryer after 9 p.m. Hey, don't fucking put it in there then. We're not literally your house guest because we paid you money. I didn't pay you money, but someone paid you money. Yeah, we can't destroy your house or do anything too crazy. Hey, please keep it down after 10 p.m. Hey, please have facilities where I don't have to fill up my drinking glass of water in the bathroom because that's the only faucet in this room you rented to us. Well, there was two bedrooms. There was two bedrooms, a couch, and then there was like a microwave and a coffee maker, and you're like, oh, okay, and then we realized there's no, the only running water is in the bathroom. Hey, uh, no shoes in the house. Hey, give me a sink, asshole. You don't even have a kitchen? You're acting like I'm your adult son who can't find a job and move out. This was a business transaction, Airbnb host. Uh, I'm on 84 West uh, along the Columbia River right now. Uh, it was, it's, 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 it is raining a little bit, but yesterday on the way here it was insane. It's like gusting winds and pouring down rain and branches on the road and climate change uh, or whatever you want to call it. Well, climate change because the climate is changing. You know, some of it is. You know, I just feel like, oh, summer goes later now, or, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like it. Some of climate change is just like, oh, the seasons are wrong now. We need to readjust the months that they are. But one thing that has not changed. I mean, look, it was like 85 degrees three weeks ago in the Pacific Northwest. That's not normal. But one thing that has never changed is November is just dog shit in the Pacific Northwest. Just pouring down rain, storms, every November. That has not changed. <clears throat> Why is my voice a little hoarse? I don't know. Am I getting a cold? God, I hope not. My daughter has one right now. And she likes to share I took a Sudafed yesterday. This is a old man talks about medication time. I took a Sudafed yesterday because I've had I've had like a little weird ear thing ever since I got back from Montana. Like no pain or anything. It's just kind of fluttery. I'm like, is there something in there? Not like an animal, but like moisture, liquid, mucus, something gross. So I'm like, I'll take a. Uh, I'll take a Sudafed, see if that'll dry it up. I forgot. Sudafed says non-drowsy, but not for your boy Gabriel. I'm, that does something to me. Not like, 
oh, I shouldn't be driving because I'm just going to pass out from sleepiness. It's not like that. It's not like a don't, don't operate heavy machinery kind of medication for me. But it is like a space out. What? It's not great. I should not have taken that Sudafed. So all day yesterday I was like, do I feel weird because of the Sudafed or am I getting sick? But I, I don't know. I feel okay. My voice is hoarse. Stay tuned. No one gives a shit. That was another thing, sober people. I know it. I could complain about comments uh, on my videos every week, but that's even more self-indulgent than this podcast already is. But a lot of people were saying, hey, how about you don't ask people why they don't drink? First of all, I don't ask people why they don't drink. I just did it in a fucking joke for the joy of people. But I do think that's a little overblown when people are like, people won't accept that you don't. Because I I do drink. Well, not this week. But I, you know, I drink, but I say no to alcohol all the time. And it's not a big deal. Every show I do that I'm driving home afterwards, almost every show, someone's like, can I buy you a drink? And I'm like, no, no thanks, I'm driving home. It's not a big deal. Whether you're sober or just not drinking that night. What, why are you making such a big deal about saying no to alcohol? I've been saying no to alcohol for almost five days, okay? I get the journey. I have started heroin. It really takes the edge off the drink cravings. I was in uh, various spots in Montana. There's a, I saw a lot of Halloween costumes. There's a couple. Missoula's a college town, and uh, Bozeman is a college town. Go Bobcats and or Grizzlies. And so there was a lot of like people in costumes running around downtown. Uh, I was at a bar one night, because that was the old me. You know, the old me was like, hey, it's not that late. Let's go get a drink. It's sad. It's sad when I think about it. Now I just go back to my hotel room and go over the scriptures. But there was a lot of uh, costumed people. And look, there, there's a ton of costumes. Like the ladies like to do the sexy costumes, especially college age. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a sexy Velma. It's uh, from Scooby-Doo. It's, uh, it's uh, a hot devil in a miniskirt. But the dude's costumes are rough. It's like the ladies are trying to be super sexy. And it's like the men are having a contest to be the most unfuckable. You'd see like a couple and it'd be like, oh, this lady's a cave woman. She's like, you know. She's wearing, like, some fake fur bikini, even though it's 28 degrees outside. And her boyfriend is dressed like the Kool-Aid man. At my show in Missoula, uh, there was a sexy devil lady. And her husband was dressed like Waldo. Like, where's Waldo? Like, what? what is going on? I wish we were high school. Sweethearts, it's adorable when you hear about high school sweethearts. We didn't make it. Are you a high school sweetheart, Waldo? No. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Easy. You know, far from it. Far from it. Well, you don't meet the devil as a sophomore. <laughs> maybe, maybe gay men are different, but as far as a straight dude, it's like no, none of us. I'm not a costume guy anyway, because I was raised to think it was all evil. But uh, none of no, no straight man is like, you know what? I'm normally shy, but Halloween's my time. I'm gonna dress as a sexy fireman and tastefully show some ball sack. Just a hint. Just a classy hint. I did go trick-or-treating and stuff, but there was definitely a, you know, Halloween as evil origins thing in, uh, in my family. I'm old school. I'm old school religious. Not like these kids today. Where they found all these fun loopholes. Premarital sex is evil, but don't worry. We're going to have anal sex. Good. What? That shit wasn't happening in the 80s and 90s. No, no one had thought of that loophole. Also, what a terrible idea. I've never had sex before. Let's start with anal. Like, that's advanced level. Some 17-year-old couple is going right to a thing maybe you should do on your 10th wedding anniversary just to mix things up? That's not what God wants. God made you a whole. <laughs> God gave you a sex hole. How dare you defy his will and put it down the wrong hole. Although I do that when I eat sometimes because you ever, I don't know. We always say I swallowed wrong when you just like you're coughing because you drink water and it goes down wrong. I don't know what that means. How do you swallow wrong? There's only one hole. I guess that's a good excuse if you accidentally put it in the wrong hole. Sorry, I swallowed wrong. There's no need to be dirty. Why, you know what I mean? Back when I used to drink, I would do sex jokes and we'd all laugh. But you know, now, now that I've been sober for most of a week, it's just, I don't need to be so crass. You know what I mean? I don't need to do jokes about fornication. Anyway, trust me, there was no talk in my youth group that premarital sex was wrong, but we were going to have anal. Or it's not wrong if you just put it in and don't move. Soaking, I believe they call that. That's when you love Jesus so much, you just marinate your penis in a vagina for a little while and then take it out. Although I feel like that could be a loophole too, you know? I'll put it in, that feels good. And then I'll take it out, that also feels good. Well, wait a minute. What if I just put it in and then take it out over and over again? 
boom, high school pregnancy. There was, a, there was a lot of talk in my youth group of doing everything but, but with one T on the but. Now I feel like the, you know, whatever, the Mormon kids are like, only but, B-U-T-T. We did everything but, B-U-T. That's how you were like a badass Christian. Like, have you had sex? No, of course not. What do I want to burn in hell for eternity? No, but I'll tell you what, we've done everything but. And I guess that meant a hand job or a mouth. Why does it sound so much dirtier? The word blowjob is less dirty than saying a person used their mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know what? It's this is the immature me leaving my body because I've only been sober for five days, this is part of my journey, you know, another five days, I'll really be able to reflect, eventually I will not drink, not smoke pot, not have sex, and really want to kill myself, my son goes to Catholic college, it's not that Catholic in some ways. I mean, I don't know how much of the student body is Catholic. It's as Catholic as you want it to be. There's a, he goes to St. Martin's. And it's, uh, you know, there you can go to church there. People who don't go to the school go to church there. There's an abbey. Uh, but it's not like they teach science and it's like a priest teaching you science. It's, you know, they have monks who live on campus. That's pretty Catholic. They just walk around in their uh, monk robes. Sometimes we go to the cafeteria to eat lunch with uh, with my son. And uh, Olive, my youngest, wears her... Uh, it's like a... I don't know what it's called. It's, the, it's, like this, it's like a big robe with padding inside. Kind of like a Snuggie, but even bigger. Uh, but she always wears that to St. Martin's. Uh, because as she says, she's a baby monk. So she also walks around in her robe on campus. But sometimes I see these dudes. Uh, I don't think there's lady monks. I'm sorry. The Vatican is not as woke as they should be. But I see these monks, and I'm sure, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they've got a vow of celibacy. They might drink. Catholics like to drink. But it's like... I'm sure they're, whatever, they're clear-headed and they think about religious implications of everything all day. But it's like, why? I don't, that's awful. I mean, it's their choice. Maybe they think my life's awful. But I, I look at these guys walking around, these monks walking around, and I'm like, look, you might be closer to God, but I've had a woman put her mouth on my penis. That's pretty close to God. You know? We all worship differently. I did a show in Seattle. Uh, I don't know when it was. More than a week ago. And uh, much to my shock, there was a guy in the audience <laughs> wearing a hat. 
that said, make her squirt, not cry. I mean, that made me feel like a monk. I just can't imagine the, the personality type that would be like, well, I'm going out. Where's my make her squirt, not cry hat? I want people to know I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty cool dude. By the way, I don't know, what's your name, sir? Chris. Chris, I'd like, I said something about a safe word, you almost looked shocked, but I saw the hat you're wearing when you walked in and said, make her, <laughs> make her squirt, not cry, is what this man's hat said. And you gave me a look like, I don't care for the language. Well, I do not, Chris. A lot of confidence to wear that fucking hat around. A lot of fucking confidence, man. It's like a, it's like a porn comment became a person. Are you? Is anyone? What's the? For friends? What's that? Oh, you met him at this table. Right now. Oh, that's why he turned his hat around. He's like, I don't want to make it. Oh, they met before. Were you were fucked up. Look, this is a safe place. <laughs> you met at a festival. What festival? Beyond Wonderland. Beyond Wonderland. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like drugs. It sounds like a lot of drugs. It sounds, like, yeah, it sounds like a lot of like I can see the sky from inside this tent. <laughs> a lot of like that's the most beautiful hat I've ever fucking seen, man. Admire. I don't know if I admire or I'm judging you a little bit. I'm judging you. It's bold. It's my friend's hat. It's your friend's hat. Like he has merch that says. Shirts, jackets, all He has jackets that say, make her squirt, not cry. Wow. Uh, I guess. Thanks for not wearing your squirting letterman's jacket to the show. I was on JV Squirt Team, but you know, I did my best. <laughs> what about Squirt and Cry? <laughs> Just trying to let the options out there. <laughs> Do people uh, besides asshole comedians, does anyone ever comment when you wear the hat? Are there any? Yeah, the you the first time you ever wore the hat? Yeah, I'd, I'd put it back. I mean, if, let's say a crime happened near here. Everyone would be like, was there any weirdos around? And would be like, yeah. Uh, look for a crying girl. Anyway, Make Her Squirt Not Cry is my favorite Bob Marley song. I, uh... I was talking to a podcast listener. Shout out to Megan. We were both working the student store at Washington Middle School. Because, uh, you know, it's important uh, you're able to sell middle schoolers Pop-Tarts to help them get through their day. I think the money goes to something, PTA or whatever. I don't know what it goes to. Buying more Pop-Tarts, I think. I 
But she was, uh, you know, she listens to this podcast, and so do you. That's why we're all here. Uh, but, you know, a lot of my brand is struggle. Uh, not that I don't have a fairly successful comedy career. It might not seem that way to you if you're not in comedy, but if you're in comedy, you're like, fucking Rutledge is killing it. But, you know, I, I wrote a book called Happiness Isn't Funny, True Stories of a Road Comic. That You know, it was from more than 10 years ago that I wrote it. That was very much about struggle. I wrote another book in 2020 that I thought was going to be much less about struggle, but then there was a pandemic, and so that one is also a lot about struggle. This podcast, I'm very honest about things that are happening, and, uh, you know, I think I probably am more honest than I even need to be about my comedy career, so it's kind of my brand, uh... But also, I mean, the nature of comedy is there all, no, no matter what level you're at, you're going to have uh, some bad shows, you're going to have some bad travel, you're going to have a hotel room without shampoo or conditioner. There is some struggle built into life, no matter your success level. Of course, I, I'm always, I'm never going to stop wanting more things in my uh, comedy life. I'm never, you know what I mean? It's like, of course I would like a Netflix special or to do show on a late night TV thing. Or I think I said that backwards. Do comedy on a late night show or any of those things. Or get bigger on the internet or whatever. But sometimes things happen where you're like... Uh, oh, I'm, this is, uh, things are going pretty good. Some of the stuff that doesn't even sound good is pretty good. You know, even like, oh, you did a show at Hood River, Oregon at an Elks Club? That sounds rough. It was fun, and I made pretty good money. So some of the stuff that on paper doesn't look good is good. But also, you know, you guys know, I think, unless this is your first one you listen to, I, I, I got passed at the Comedy Cellar. I've been there. Uh, I booked... I had one week booked at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas in February. And now I have... Let me... I got February, April, May, June, July... September, October, November, December. I have nine weeks booked at the Comedy Cellar in Las Vegas next year. The only reason it's not 12 is I didn't have a week available in March and August. And like, I'm not, it's not like, oh, I won the lottery, but it's also, oh, let me do some math. Not counting merch, the amount of money I booked just in those shows is probably 40% of what I normally make. It's going to be like 40% of what I would make this year doing comedy. Not merch, not streaming income, just live shows. 
I booked like 40% of this year in one day, basically. At the Comedy Cellar. I don't want to, you know, I tell you how much money I'm making, but it's not just my business. It's Comedy Cellar's business. So, uh, they also fly me down there. So, like, I have this... Most of the months next year, I already have, like... What's about two weekends at a club in one week. And so, it's, uh... It's interesting. I've never had that before. I've never, like... It's going to be a challenge in the sense that, like, I, I feel like I can do some different things a little bit. I feel like I can say no to some more things. You know, when I already have the beginnings of a very good month booked in November next year, even though it's November this year. If some club in the Midwest says, hey, will you come out and perform for us? It pays $1,000. I gotta say no. Because the flight will be four or five hundred. I'll still sell merch. Will I make money? Yeah, but not. I have to, I have to like reprioritize. Because guess what? I also work like two other clubs in Vegas. Hopefully more. So it's like I might be going to Vegas 12 or 13 times next year. I mean, I, I kind of jokingly said Las Vegas is like a cruise ship on land. And I don't want to do cruise ships. But like, that's what it's turning into for me. Because it pays really well. There's very few expenses. Even if I have to fly myself, like all the food's free. Because of, you know, the casino vouchers and shit. So I really kind of have turned Vegas into my cruise ship on land. And it's on land. That's way better than on the water entertainment. And I don't have to do like a family friendly show or, you know. This is the most successful I've ever been. Look, a lot of things can happen. Uh, I can, those gigs could get canceled. The, uh, the comedy seller at the Rio could close. The booker at the comedy seller could change. All these things, as always, are up in the air and can go away at any minute. A comedy calendar is just a vague promise for the future. It is certainly not guaranteed. But I think I'm easily going to make the most money I've ever made in comedy next year, and this year is the most I ever made in comedy. Adjusted for inflation? Probably not. But. And that's pretty. I mean, that's pretty. Look, 2019, I had a really good year, busy year. I think you, 2020, I delivered groceries for Walmart. 2021, I still did that. Like half the year might have been. But. So, inflation aside, to get back to. If my 2022 was better than 2019, or at least the same, that's a huge victory. That's a huge, like, wow, I did not know if this would ever happen. And then, like, next year potentially could be even better. 
it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And also, you know, I'm close to 49 years old, which for some reason sounds worse than 50. I, I turned I turn 49 December 26th. I guess I got some time. But, I don't know, not that I want to be 50, but like 50's like, you're 50? You look good for 50. 49's like, man, you're getting up there, bro. But that's the other thing about working in Vegas a lot is like, I, there's, it's, some of the gigs I do will, you know what I mean? You fly out, you, on no sleep, you do a show. You fly home on no sleep. It's it's like really exhausting. The hotels are shitty. Or it's like super long drives. All of that is still going to keep happening. But like when I go to Vegas and it's like this first class treatment in a nice room and free food. And like a lot of days of just chilling out. Man, that's worth a lot to my almost 49 year old bones to be like do some gigs that aren't a struggle. I still have to perform for really drunk people in Las Vegas, but it's pretty nice. Seven days, most of the Vegas clubs are seven days. That's a long-ass week. By day four, you're like, I think we've made our point, but I'll take it. And in a weird way, like, again, if I'm going to do Vegas, uh, I'm going to do Vegas probably more than once a month next year, assuming I get rebooked at a few places. In a weird way, it means I might do more shitty shows in, a, in, in the way that, like, that will give me the opportunity to be like, okay, I'm going to Vegas once this month or more than once this month, and it pays really well, so I don't have to go on the road the other weeks. I don't have to go to fucking Iowa for not that much money because I don't need to. But it, what that does mean is I will be doing something locally in the Northwest that might be uh, a sports bar in Puyallup, Washington or whatever. Which is cool because it keeps me home and it keeps money coming in, but it's also like... Anyway. My point is... Uh, I'm a little, like, pleasantly surprised what 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 has happened uh, in my comedy life recently. Um, not only the comedy seller stuff, but even look, I'm not. When I go to Hood River, Oregon, or I go to uh, Helena, Montana, are the rooms totally packed and sold out because of? A room full of Gabriel Rutledge fans? No. But, almost every show I do, there are people there who are very familiar with me. They know my old material. They've been following me a long time. Some of them listen to this podcast. Shout out to the lady in Helena who uh, talked to me about that. So even that is like, 
really amazing to me. I mean, people drove from Portland, Oregon, to come see me in Hood River, which is a good 90 plus minutes in a fucking windstorm. So even on that level, I kind of can't believe where I am, comedy-wise. But then also the financial uh, aspect of uh, doing a lot of shows in Las Vegas. Man. Luckily, my family's a disaster because comedy's going pretty good. My challenge is I have to... Look, I have a... There's other clubs that I, I do need to work. <laughs> there, there's clubs that like I want to stay in the roster and so when they're like hey can you do this week and if it's right after a Vegas week I'm going to have to say yes which means uh, I have to like I have to make sure my schedule doesn't get out of control and still pay all my bills and all that shit so uh, that's going to be a challenge because I'm, I'm used to I'm very used to the struggle of saying yes to everything because I'm going to need the money and I got to, that's still going to be mostly true, but I have to like, you know, I have to keep it somewhat under control. Uh, especially because of flights. I mean, hopefully they'll go down, but maybe they won't. I don't know. Like next year, I'm doing uh, uh, I'm doing the the Looney Bins, and uh, I'm doing one in I think Little Rock, Arkansas, and then the next week is Wichita, Kansas, or maybe it's Tulsa, then Wichita, Kansas. I think that's what it is. And so there's like uh, four off days. I'll work in Tulsa Wednesday through Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I have off, and then Wichita starts on Thursday. A couple years ago, I would have flown home. I would have flown home, had three or four days with the family, flown back to Wichita. But like the way the math works on that is that will that will cost me five hundred dollars, maybe more, to fly home and then fly back again. Actually, more. You know, and if the math was like, for $250, it'll cost you, but you get to spend four days with your family, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do that. But five, six, seven hundred dollars $700? I can't. So the, sort of the economics are kind of affecting the travel, too. I'm rambling at this point. Uh, I love you. Most of you. Thank you. I had a couple more people give me money to listen to this podcast. You're the best. Uh, helps keep me motivated to keep doing this, whatever this is. 